Donut Bag is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Your data is your business. Protect it with ExpressVPN for three extra months free with a one-year package. Go to the link listed in my Twitter profile. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Donut Bag. This episode, I am talking Steelers with my Steelers buddies, Andrew Zirko and Jacob Harrison. And all is good. They won. Everything's fine. All the issues have been fixed. We really didn't have anything to talk about, but we managed to talk about something. Uh, no, there's there's always there's always many things to talk about. Heck, there was lots of things to talk about in April and in May and June with the, with the Steelers. I mean, it's 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 never ending. But uh, yeah, so um, how's everybody doing? I uh, started a. Um, food thing, I can't call it a diet because you can't call things like that a diet, but I, I, food is my problem. I eat bad food and I just like food and I need to stop eating bad food. So, um, unfortunately I've been dealing with this all my life. I have, uh, my weight's gone up and down. You know, I'll lose a lot of weight and then I'll gain it all back and then some, and that's where I'm at right now. And it really stinks, but I am hoping that I could lose some weight and because uh, I need to, I need to be healthy. I need to. <laughs> I've been spending a lot of time in hospitals and uh, lately, and it's no fun. So I'm doing everything I can to avoid being there all the time. Uh, and, and being in bad health. So luckily right now I'm able to um, walk and run a lot and my back is not hurting, knock on wood. And I hope um, to continue that, but I really would like to lose some weight. So I just want to, I just want to feel better about myself. So anyway, wish me luck. So anyway, here is my talk about the Steelers. None of X starts right now. So we good now. <laughs> are the Steelers good now? Are we have we have we solved all our we problems? I... <laughs> we the Steelers um, are gonna win the Super Bowl. So we I... <laughs> it's just funny that one component of the team screwed up the entire team, and now that one component, the, the offensive line, if it's okay, the entire team is okay. It's really that simple. That's how bad they were. And, and when they're good, everything's good. The, the end, right? Um, well, are they good? Uh, because Denver lost a lot of its pieces on its front line uh, throughout the game. Now, I know they played pretty well in the first quarter, and you know they opened up holes for Najee. They kept Ben upright for the most part and did a good job of making Von Miller not be a, an impact on the game. But uh, I'm going to have to see more than one game against a – defensive line that continue to lose players throughout a ball game before I'm, I'm sold on this offensive line. Uh, you're not going to fool me, Chuck, Chucks, Chooks, Cheeks. You're not going to fool me with one good game against Von Miller, my man. Uh, you're going to have to string a few together. You're still cynical. Got it. I, I We're not fixed. I, I think that O-line is still going to have some growing pains throughout the year, but this game did – a lot for the mentality of that O-line for Najee Harris. Ben, he took, what, did he get sacked twice or something? I mean, he's always ta- he's always taking hits, but he showed flashes of old Ben pushing the ball down the field, which was nice. It wasn't all dink and dunk and little five-yard outs. So, yeah. I mean, I was happy 
I didn't like that we went into that sit back and let him get 15 yards defense on every play in the fourth quarter and almost blew that game. But the only thing yeah. prevent defense does is prevents you from winning. Yes. Uh, yes. But um, I'm glad Najee had his breakout game. That was, that was nice to see. God, Najee with a good line is top five in the league running backs, top three. I mean, just a marginally okay line, and he's yeah. going to be able to do his thing. As long as he's not having to break 20 tackles in a game at, behind the line of scrimmage, he's going to be all right. I mean, you can – anybody with, with a slightly trained eye as to what makes a running back special, they can see it in Najee Harris that – it's just like you're saying, if he's got enough of an offensive line, then he can be a top 10, top five running back in the league. And the better his offensive line plays, you know, the more value that he'll have. But I mean, you're talking about, uh, first of all, 10th in the league in scrimmage yards, first among ro- rookies uh, at 505, leads all rookies in receptions. Uh, having a 100-yard game with a touchdown – that's something no rookie has done in his first five games since Franco Harris. I, he's bringing it all together. Mm-hmm. It, now, should he be the lifeblood of the offense? Yes, 100%. Usually you ask that yes. question in that tone and you say no. <laughs> I say yes. I, I don't ever – Ben Roethlisberger throwing 25 passes was a godsend for him. It Perfect. helped him. Perfect yeah. number. Instead of him throwing the ball 48 times for dink and duck passes, bro, just give the ball to Najee, work the clock, and you don't have to rely on Ben to make these obviously dumb decisions and get hit. It, it's better for the offensive line, it's better for Ben, and it's sure as hell better for Najee. Yeah, agreed. And the, th- the thing I'm happy about is, well, first off, I had to double check that stat that Ben only threw it 25 times. I feel like Ben's been throwing it close to 50. It was, I was just like, seems like it. play him off the game. What happened? <laughs> um, but Najee and that offensive line performing makes that entire offense better because now they're not just Ben going to drop back and sling it 50 times. Now the play action's an option. So, and he, they ran a decent amount of RPOs and play actions and stuff. So give Ben more options. Give Ben, he, one thing he can still do well as a veteran is read a defense. So, let him use that football IQ, even though his body's not in peak physical condition like it once was, and let him use his experience to make those plays. He actually, like I said, he actually threw it down the field a little bit. And we saw that, like, he would throw, like, one or two down the sidelines to chase every game. He was throwing it over the middle. Like, the tight ends all got involved. Loved it. Loved it, loved it. That offense is better when Najee gets as many touches and yards as he does. So, it's very... all it's all connected. The line blocked, the which allowed now? them to run, and allowed Ben time that because they were run, they were able to run. They weren't so predictable, and it gave Ben time. And Ben wasn't scared to get killed, so he he actually used that time. It's all connected, and because the offense was out there better, and the offense worked, the defense was better. It's all connected. It's the circle of life. It's, it's almost why it's called a team. <laughs> yes, all the, all the components of the team must, must do their job properly. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, um, overall, pretty happy with that. And, with that and the other thing about Chase is I am 
so sick and tired of the throw it deep to chase and he's not going to come down with it. So pray for a defensive pass interference call because he's, he's, he's not going to make those combat catches that he's supposed to be known for. Look at what he did when he had the, this big run. He, I think he was in the slot and he was, he, he just, <laughs> he was, he, he actually got the ball and then he, he's a great talent. Just he's not he's not what we thought he was. He's not Mapletron. He's not the, the second coming of Megatron. He's he's Chase. He's he's a fast, tall guy. So okay, fine. Let him use his speed and his his height in other ways. But don't throw that damn deep ball where he's not going to catch it. And 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 you just hope for an interference call. I think uh, I've. Personally, I think that's a little bit overblown. Does he miss those 50-50 balls a lot? Yes. Uh, Does that make it not necessarily a 50-50 ball at that point? Clearly. Uh, But I still think his size advantage, you still have to give him those opportunities. And if 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 the best thing that can come of it is either an incomplete pass or a pass interference, then that's still kind of a win. He's at least going to make sure, you know, that it's his ball or nobody's ball. And I think that's the best. And, and the touchdown that he caught was a contested catch too. So he's not, he's not, he doesn't have an inability to make those kind of plays. He just doesn't make them at the tick that we would like to see him make those plays Mm -hmm. because of his size, because of his measurables, you expect more out of him. But I wonder if it's because of a lack of volume, Ben's arm talent, Ben's ball placement, there's a lot of different factors that can possibly go into why he doesn't make those kind of plays. Uh, it could be all his fault. It could be something else. I, I, I still, it, it's just very early on in his career to kind of say, well, he can't do that. Let's just not do it anymore. I, I, I don't buy into that. Yeah. You hit on a good point with Ben's ball placement, because I feel like every time I watch chase actually make one of those contested catches down the sidelines, he is unable to walk that tightrope. And whether it is him just not having enough practice at it and being too concerned with get where his feet are and not his body control, or Ben putting it like right outside and he has to catch it and run immediately out of bounds. I don't know. I haven't watched enough of that. But I've noticed over the first two seasons, when he's catching balls along the sidelines, he's not walking the tightrope and taking it 80 yards most of the time. I think he did it once last year. But I noticed it, I noticed it again in this game. So I am um, also very, very grateful that Deontay seems to have fixed his hands problem. I know I'm probably just jinxing, jinxing the guy now, but I read I, a statistic. He's got like 45 catches without a drop. Yeah. I'm over the moon about it's amazing. that. It's amazing. Great. That's, that, that's great. And mm-hmm. uh, so Juju's gone. Yeah. Are. I'm not saying I'm not saying that's not the worst thing, but they are. I think they are very well equipped to deal with Juju's loss, although it will be a loss. But James Washington is not that big of a drop off from Juju. Agreed. It's a nice problem to have. It's not. It's just a different skill set. I think what we're going to miss about Juju is those underneath routes that he would catch for three or four yards where he would have to bowl somebody over for those three or four yards. Because Claypool doesn't tend to be in position to make those kind of plays. Deontay can't make those kind of plays. And James Washington usually doesn't. 
Uh, but if if there was one guy that you want to step in for Juju, it is James Washington. And then, like we said about Chase, that allows him to move to the slot. James Washington and Deontay Johnson are both better outside receivers than Chase Claypool. So it, it in turn, it does kind of work out for the Steelers. They're still going to be okay. Uh, but you are missing somebody who, despite not having great numbers, is a key component to what the offense does. Uh, you know, and this kind of harkens back to when Chase first got hurt very early in the season, and everybody's like, well, this is why you don't change, trade James Washington. Well, this is why you don't trade James Washington. Yeah. I think James is not as finessed a route runner as Juju is at this point in his career. But I'd never, I never question he's going to go up and fight for a football right. or make a tough catch and take a, take a shot over the middle. He may not be as strong or as big as Juju, be able to push the pile, but I don't ever, I don't really ever doubt that James Washington's going to make the catch. So that's nice. And also, all the tight ends got involved. Even Zach Gentry had a decent little, had a decent little play. So you got those big bodies you can put over the middle that can make those. I'm going to catch it at the line and then just out out big somebody to get the first down so i i liked what i saw out of most of the offense to be honest with you and that's the first time i think i'm saying that this season yeah the weapons are there the Mm -hmm. we you know we lost a weapon but we still have weapons and i like yeah i like gentry out there even even if he has like one or two catches he was i mean he we know he's an infinitely better blocker than ebron so, Definitely. hey, if we need to get the run game going, I'm perfectly okay throwing Gentry out there as as another blocking component. So I'm perfectly fine with that. Yeah, I think we're at the stage where uh, we have to start to wonder how much how much rope Eric Ebron has in his time with the Steelers. Because uh, he's not a bad blocker, but he's not a great blocker. He's not a bad receiver, but he's not a great one. And he drops a lot of passes. We talk about Deontay Johnson fixing his drop problem. Eric Ebron ain't fixed his drop problem. His and, whole life, his whole career, it's, it's yeah, always been a drop problem. And and Pat Fryermuth, I mean, that dude's the future of Steelers football. That, that dude's got it all. Uh, so you're kind of in that stage, if you're Eric Ebron, where you have to start to evaluate things – you're, you've now gone from being probably the third or third option on this offense to about the sixth or seventh. And that's a very terrifying thing. If you're him and you have the price tag that you have, you're, you're probably going to be looking for different uniform colors next year. Oh, definitely. Oh, I mean, I, I think he knew it as soon as they drafted fire moves that, you know, that, yeah. that he was, you know, yeah, he was, the writing was on the wall. Uh, the other thing about chase is, you know, we, you said, that you know you could count on juju to uh you throw it short to juju and then juju like gets a tough three or four yards and that's that was almost the replacement for the uh the running game last yeah. year and, and, <laughs> and even this year it was that was basically <laughs> your your de facto running game so but that, that's the thing about chase is he was supposed to be billed as oh he's tough he loves he he's like I want to do pancake blocks and I'm going to be tough it's like he's not really that either I think I mean we're it's hard to be critical of a guy in his second year you right. know I mean you know he's still a baby he's still learning but it's like okay we thought you were one thing and it hasn't really happened yet real quick uh, can we talk about how this podcast is good luck for the Penguins they scored two goals in less than five minutes yeah. since we got on. <laughs> 
I was watching and they scored. They did nothing. And now that now that uh, <laughs> now that we're talking, well, we got to talk until uh, ten o'clock then. Or whatever. <laughs> this is going to be a three-hour podcast. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> um, yeah, I I think Fryermuth even is a better just. I know he had some problems. He had there were some issues in camp with his blocking. But I think he's still a more solid option blocking on rundowns than Ebron is. I think we'll really only see Ebron, if at all, in obvious passing downs and in the red zone. Which is fine. I mean, he he has a value on the team. He has. I would still trust Pat in, in the red zone over Ebron every day of the week. I mean, that dude's got an arrogance that he doesn't drop red zone passes. Ebron has a history. I'm dropping red zone passes. I, mean, I like Eric just, Ebron. I do. It's just, it, it's clear and obvious, you know. And, and there's already better. so many shades of Heath showing. Like, they're already, what, what is yeah. it, Muth now? There's, there, that chant has already taken over Heinz Field. There's just, yeah. I, as long as he develops in the correct way, he'll be Heath Miller. Maybe a better pass catcher because he's a little bit taller and athletic, but he'll be a Heath Miller type. Muth is basically a vacuum he just snaps. He just, he just pulls a vacuum he just basically pulls in anything that comes near him it's a beautiful thing yeah when, when he when he does make a drop which i think he did it was like it's it's like you know breaking news on cnn it's it just it just <laughs> rarely happens almost thought you were gonna go another way he's like a vacuum <laughs> he sucks he's- <laughs> <laughs> Glad you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I even saw Derek Watt out there for a while. <laughs> oh my Hopefully god! Him in for like three plays a game. Hey, <laughs> like, hey, that's still evolution, man. <laughs> it's micro evolution, but that's evolution. <laughs> yeah, and on the defense, we need some healthy bodies on, on the defensive line. You can't get away with. Isaiah Bugs and Chris Wormley for a while. Yeah, I come on, come on. Hey, Mondo come... got a sack. Come on, Mondo yeah, got did. a that sack. That was the guy I was trying to remember his name because I knew it ended in like some French ending, and I was like, oh yeah, he got a sack. They were pretty happy about that. Um, yeah, there, there's just... another guy that has a French name. What's what's up with all the French dudes on the Steelers? I want some though? Americans. <laughs> they're drafting from nfl france <laughs> right but with pierre though i mean you know he's not perfect he's certainly not stefan Nel- or stefan he's not steven nelson either uh but the i think there's something to be said about how the last few minutes of the game went after you know that corner route not necessarily his fault it's own coverage and it's his own beating route or his own beating you know play design but mm-hmm. With the, you know, he gets beat on those plays, gets beat for the touchdown, then has the interception that he drops. And then to close the game, he catches the interception that seals it. I Mm -hmm. think, you know, he's going to have to take his lumps and bruises and he's going to have to find ways. He's probably, he probably needs to get in Richard Sherman's ear and learn how to overcome being a 4 6 40 cornerback in the NFL. Cause I mean, Rich Sherman is one of the best in the league for what, a two or three year stretch. And yeah. he runs a four six. I mean, so you know, maybe figure out what you can do there. Uh, 
but I mean, his trajectory is it's pointed upwards. Yeah, agreed. He's also still got a pretty elite corner on the other side in Joe Hayden, who's aging, but I saw him make some old school Joe Hayden plays. Like there were a couple corner outs they tried to run on him, and Joe Hayden is just like, nope, get out of here. Joe Hayden's not the fastest guy either. Oh he's no. <laughs> so no, he, he's definitely lost the step, but he's still he's savvy. And yeah. usually that helps him to out. Live in enough. Hayden's pocket for the rest of the year. Just yeah. yeah. I mean, credit to Pierre. You get burned. You could you could just take that with you for the rest of the game and just, just have that in your head. And you gotta you gotta be like a goldfish. You gotta have a 10 second memory. You gotta gotta go, gotta go uh just just forget about that. And he did, and he and he redeemed himself. So and and he made that great tackle on Javante Williams to save a touchdown. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then Williams spiked it and then we sacked him. Yeah. And they had to kick a field goal. That was great. I feel bad for him. Like, you just made a 49 yard run and you're a rookie. You just want to celebrate. But then again, Plexico Burris is a rookie. <laughs> he, he made a big catch. He spiked it and the ball was still live. <laughs> the other team grabbed it. So, oh God. Yeah. So, you know, maybe, maybe don't spike it. I don't know. But I feel like I have blocked that from my memory, but I remember Deshaun Jackson for the Eagles playing against the Cowboys and he dropped it before the ball crossed the goal line. Yeah. Like, yeah. I remember that. Was, that. that was yeah. crazy. Yeah. Uh, man. The Colts almost beat the Ravens. Man, that was that would have been awesome if the that entire rest of the AFC North lost while the Steelers won. But no, would have been nice. Mm. Man, Lamar Jackson's playing out of his mind though. And Amazing, like four touchdowns. Yeah, literally, literally just puts the, the whole team on his back. And he has to. He still doesn't have the weapons that are necessary for him to be successful, and yet he still. He's at least making a damn good effort at proving to folks that think he's just a running back that, you know, that they're empirically wrong, that, 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 that the statement is factually incorrect, that he is one of the best quarterbacks in this league. And as frustrating as that is for us as Steelers fans and, and all, I still respect the hell out of the Ravens and what they are and their ability to, to build and to draft guys like Lamar and take shots on those guys and then for them to pan out. It's frustrating, but I respect it. Uh, if they put some serious weapons around him, like Kansas City has uh, for the you know for the Chiefs or or excuse me for for Mahomes or like the Chargers have for Herbert, Arizona with with Murray, it's only going to get worse. Like they're only going to get better, <laughs> and they're only going to be more terrifying. Yeah, yeah, the whole. We figured out Lamar Jackson thing. It's not. It's not happening. Out it's of the not. mouths of fools. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. Every year has Lamar. Hey, I've said it. I've said it a few times. Has Lamar Jackson been figured out? Nope, ain't happening. No. Yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll... I've been one of those proponents that says he's a running back first and a quarterback second, and yeah, this game shows that he can do. It. He can do it all, and that's frightening, but. I also think I, I've never questioned Lamar Jackson's work ethic. And I think he's put the work in in the off seasons over his, the course of his career and become progressively a better passer. So I think this year it's finally just bearing, bearing the fruit. And this is, again, that we, like we talked about with the Steelers, it's one game. But it was a heck of a game. <laughs> but, but 
man, the Ravens are getting lucky as heck. You know, you, you get kick a 68 yard field goal to beat the lions. Uh, there was a, there was another game where they got really lucky. Like, I mean, you create your own luck, but still there's, there's a you lot of pay the best kicker in the league to kick that 68 yarder. So, which I solidly think Justin Tucker is still, although Boswell Boswell got looking good this season. Well, he ain't kicking no 66 yarders. No, but, I don't think he's got the leg for it, but, but he's no. automatic in Heinz field, which is not easy. So, yeah. You know, and, and look at every other team. Almost every other team had a kicker meltdown this week. Hell, look it, at the Bengals. No. That was rough. <laughs> you 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 had the Packers right there. Their kicker can't make a field goal, and your guy who's who's done it for you a couple of weeks in a row now can't get it over the hump and against one of the best teams in the league when you really got a shot to prove yourself. That's disappointing mm-hmm. for them. I mean, I could care less. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The worse the, the Bengals bang- are, the happier I am. <laughs> the bank, yeah, but the Bengals are getting good. They're not there yet, but they're getting there. I yeah, Jamar they're... Chase had us all fooled in the preseason. Seriously, <laughs> good lord, that kid! Is I thought he was going to bust so bad. And How now much he's just, you like, balling to... out? I drafted him in fantasy football. I'm like, boy, this is a horrible Ooh. mistake. And now I'm, I'm but, now, but uh, you look like a genius. Now I look right? like a genius. Uh, maybe he did that on purpose. Maybe he's like, I'm gonna drop it. Just, just I'm gonna just troll everybody. Just drop everything in the preseason and then and then just ball out. Maybe it's insane. Um, yeah, they are. That that is an amazing combination. Uh, Burrow Chase. Uh, I saw a really funny graphic because remember the. Uh, the whole debate was for the Bengals, like, well, do you take Penny Sewell or do you take Jamar Chase? And somebody, somebody had a graphic touchdowns this season. Jamar Chase five, Penny Sewell zero. <laughs> well, and Penny I think the I think the, the Lions took right. Yes. Right. <laughs> but I think uh, I think the Bengals' offensive line has has been playing well, and that attributes to it. They've they've been able to focus on the running game because Joe Mixon's been healthy, and then you know. Joe Burrow and Joe and, and and Jamar Chase have already have this rapport together since they, you know, won a natty together, you know, that they're able to be on the same page and feel confident in one another. And it, it's all kind of paying off. But, you know, last year from the get go, like everybody was like, oh, this Bengals offensive line, it's bad. They're not going to be able to be good. They're not going to protect Burrow. He's going to get hurt. He did get hurt. And then they really didn't address it in the offseason. Yeah. But yet it's yeah. playing better is playing good enough for them to compete against the freaking Green Bay Packers. So that says a lot about where they're headed as a team. I, yeah, I uh, think that – go ahead. No, go ahead. I think that also bodes well when you look at the Steelers' offensive line. That Cincinnati offensive line, maybe not the most talented group, but they had an entire year to gel behind a backup quarterback. And that's what the Steelers' offensive line has been missing through these first few games. They had partial training camp together because – they were thinking Zach Banner was going to be in there. He's not in there yet. Um, and just having five actual real live games to gel, I think has benefited them. They look solid. I won't say good or great yet, but they look solid. And sometimes that's all a running back like Najee Harris needs. So I think that I think there's parallels there. Well, I mean, we don't know. I mean, because we really we don't know how good Denver is. You know, they beat they were they got three wins off of the three worst teams in the league. So we really don't know if they're actually good. But I've heard 
that, you know, you had to wait for this offensive line to gel and it was going to take time, like maybe six, seven, eight games. Well, they may be a little bit ahead of schedule and that's awesome. So maybe we're okay. But now Zach Banner has to come back soon. Does Mm -hmm. he replace Cheeks? Or does he replace Dan Moore? (laughs) No, no, don't replace Dan Moore. He's been playing fine. Uh, I think you answered it by the nickname that you went with 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 Chucks (laughs) is – he has been wildly way too inconsistent. Uh, had to miss the game for for the injury that he sustained, and I, I would give Zach Banner every opportunity to win that spot if if he's healthy enough, if his body can take it, if he's ready to go. Uh, mm-hmm. I'd see if he can if he can win the job outright because uh, because Chucks isn't the long term answer at right tackle, and you you know Zach won the job last year and didn't get an opportunity to really see it through. Zach's yeah. never lost the right tackle job. He just hasn't been a, been available to keep it. And that's that's half the battle. Uh, but that also kind of tells you right away who the better tackle is. He shut down Vaughn Miller. Maybe that's just his thing. Because the last time that the Steelers played Denver, which was like a year or two ago, he also, Chooks also shut down Vaughn Miller. Maybe that's just his thing. Maybe that's a superpower that he could only defeat Von Miller. Maybe well, Von Miller's kryptonite. Because when he had to, I think he had to play guard or something like that his second year, second or third year, and he had to take on Aaron Donald most of the day. Yeah, Shut and he down. did well against him. <laughs> Shut him down. Like, play like you played against Aaron Donald and Von Miller the rest of your career, sure. and you're a great offensive lineman. But we're not going to get that. So, you know. He plays up to his competition. (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) He's the opposite of the Steeler way where we play down to our competition. He plays up. (laughs) I'm sorry. I only play well against future Hall of Famers. I'm sorry. You don't. (laughs) You're not making the Hall of Fame. I'm just going to let you go through. (laughs) Yeah. I got to make you look like a Hall of Famer. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to make it all. I even it out. Um, And then Cleveland. I, I, they're good, but they're not perfect. And Didn't I think they they're, they're... into the end zone. Is that them? Yes. They played this week. They played the, the Chargers. Chargers. They pulled yeah. Eckler into the end zone, which I appreciated greatly because Eckler's on my fantasy team. So Same. thank you very much, Cleveland, for giving me those points. Uh, but their weak link, I think, is their quarterback. And I'm not saying Baker Mayfield is bad. I'm just saying he's not really good. He's just okay. I mean, their strength on offense is, is for the last at least two years has been the Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, two-headed monster. Like that that's that's a that's an elite running attack. And an so, elite defense. Okay. Yeah. But okay, I, I'll give him that. But I mean, look at that charger game. They were down what five points with, with a minute and a half left. And it was basically game over. You give that you give that much time to Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Mahomes, Brady, Aaron Rodgers. They're driving down the field. That's almost a guaranteed touchdown. Baker mm-hmm. Mayfield was like, "We're just gonna throw a few hail marys." Bye, good night. We're out of here. We have no chance. I think, I think Baker has it within himself to by season's end be able to realize what you know where he's holding the team back. Uh, you know. I don't know what it is, but when Odell Beckham's on the field, like he just plays worse. And I don't understand that. 
at all, but I don't I think think I think it's a pretty good explanation for that. When Odell Beckham's on the field, it's all about Odell Beckham. Well, didn't he say say he's been playing with a torn shoulder ligament or something for like three years? Who Odell? Yeah, wouldn't wouldn't surprise me. He's 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 missed most of the games over the past. I was gonna say he's missed almost as many games as he's played for for Cleveland. Yeah, that's true. But I think I think Baker's. I think it'll just take some time Uh, because there again, you know, you talk about it. It's almost like making up for lost time when Odell's on the field and trying to get him the ball. And not to mention, he's one of the best receivers in the NFL anyway. You try to get that guy the ball. Uh, Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, we still have to remember that even though Mahomes and Allen and Jackson or and Murray, all those guys are doing what they're doing right now. uh, Baker's still allowed to be a young quarterback that makes dumb mistakes. Uh, And you know, we have to – I mean, I, I mean, if he fails, he fails, and it, it won't bother me at all, obviously. But, you know, as just football people, as football fans and analysts, you got to allow the guy some time to, to formulate a plot on how to how to be able to, to deal with things in the NFL. You know, Tom Brady wasn't Tom Brady his first few years in the NFL. It took time to recognize just how lethal he could be. Mm-hmm. Isn't it his fourth or fifth year, though? I mean, (laughs) it's his fourth. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying time's not running out. I'm just saying, you know, maybe by season's end with a team that's stacked the way it is, you know, maybe he can do something. I do think I was a little premature on saying that they were going to the Super Bowl. So I'll I'll own up to that. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it's 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 very possible. I mean, don't if you just don't put Baker Mayfield in the position to have to win the game, then you're fine. If you have a dominant running game and a dominant defense, you could win a lot of games and you could possibly go to the Super Bowl. So, I mean, they're, they're strong. Yeah. They just, they're, you just, you just got to get a lead on them. That's all. Well, <laughs> in the playoffs, you're going to have to do that against somebody, uh, especially in the AFC. Cause you're dealing with Mahomes and Herbert, uh, you know, they, they, mm-hmm. Jackson, uh, Tannehill knows how to drive the field too. And, you know, usually, uh, so, you, you got to have some of that stuff figured out. I mean, that is how Ben won his first Super Bowl. I think he statistically played the worst Super Bowl by uh, by a Super Bowl winning quarterback in history or something. Right. Yeah. And it was because <laughs> a record that stands the test of time. <laughs> Good job, Ben. Record books. But like they won that they won that Super Bowl on the strength of their defense. I mean, Ben played okay. Ben played pretty well in the playoffs, from what I remember. It was God. That was sixteen years ago. Jesus. Um, but yeah, Willie Parker, longest, longest play from scrimmage in Super Bowl history. Um, Bettis looked better in that after almost fumbling it away to the Colts. God, I still have nightmares about that. Play. And we cheated because we paid off the refs. All right. Okay. Way to go. This Whoever is, paid off the, this is one thing I love it. This is one thing I've always got. I, I always get up in arms about because if you go back and you look at the games they played to get to the Super Bowl, they got screwed on a lot of calls. So I think it was just cosmic karma that was like, that some the, of the calls year broke our way. They played. Was that was that the year they beat the Colts? No, wait. No, I'm sorry. No, they they beat Denver in the AFC Championship game. 
but mm-hmm. what was the year that they beat the Colts? And they and the and the basically that remember that Troy interception that they 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 overturned, which was the one of the worst calls of all time. One of the worst. Yeah, uh, vaguely. I, f- I forget which which year that was, but yeah, they got almost got royally screwed there. Um, but yeah, I mean, and speaking of Seattle, that's who they're playing next on Sunday night. With, Russell Wilson, though, with 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 Gino Smith, Gino, no, didn't even know he was still in the NFL. I'll Seriously. be straight up honest with you. <laughs> oh man, this was a gift from heaven. I don't know if they're winning this game against Russell Wilson, but I, I'm pretty sure they're going to win against Gino Smith. I, I mean, they're going to win the game, but, uh, you know. Gino will do some things early that'll make, you know, same thing he did when he got in the game uh, against the Rams, you know, make everybody think, oh, well, he's learned something over the past eight years that he's been a backup. God, uh, has it been that long? Right. I don't know. But, you know, he'll, he'll make it seem that way for a short while. But then when it when push comes to shove and he's got to start making plays, he's going to make same old Gino mistakes and and that'll help Pittsburgh out and help Pittsburgh get some more turnovers on the board because I don't think they're getting enough. Agreed. Gino's thirty-one. <laughs> he's he's been he's been a disappointing backup for a long time. Really, I did not realize he's been in the NFL that long. Ha. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Seattle has problems. There, there. It wasn't. I th- I think Russell Wilson covered up a lot of those problems because he's so awesome. But I. I think I think this is another game where the the offense can feast. Let me put it that way. I think that the the uh, Seattle defense is not so good. Didn't so, they just cut a starting corner or something, or maybe the backup? I don't know. I just saw that they cut like a corner of some kind. Gilmore? No, it wasn't Gilmore. Speaking of which, whatever happened to that dude that the Steelers traded for that cornerback? He's just, he doesn't even he, he can't even make the roster. He can't even make the, the like the the game day roster. Good depth, I guess. We got and we still have Taco. Okay, we're, we're, we have desperate need on the on the defensive line, and Taco can't make the lineup. That's not a good thing. And and the Steelers just got Anthony Miller. So we're acquiring all the disappointing first-round draft picks. Look, we've had our I, fair share. I will point you to Lima Swede. Like, I want was, no part of Anthony Miller on the football field for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I, I want I, no part of it. I want him to hold down the bench in case the bench flies away. I think that that should be his purpose. But, hey, yeah. you know who's not – who's also – uh, surprisingly good, and maybe not surprisingly good, is Ray Ray. Ray Ray is good as a run blocker, too, and he's like... He's I've been like, saying it for as long as I've had breath in my lungs and he's been wearing <laughs> black and gold, that he's not a liability, that he's just young, but he's he's a good athlete, so when he gets the ball, he does good things. I, I've always liked Ray Ray. Even when he doesn't get the ball, he's actually a good run blocker, and he's like 90 pounds soaking wet. That's amazing. Good for you, man. That's awesome. Yeah, and he's the reason I don't think Anthony Miller sees the field that often. Like, they're not going to – they'll put they'll put Najee out at wide receiver before Anthony Miller gets, well, gets put had, out five they, they threw Cody White's ass I was going to say they had Cody White out there. 
Oh, yeah. I missed that. Cody White had a big drop. Like, dude, there's your chance. There's your. There's your <laughs> this is this was your chance. Well, they are signing Miller to the practice squad, I think, to start. But yeah, I don't know how much he'll see the field. They may cut him. They may sign him and cut him in a couple of days. Oh yeah, he's just he's just a death piece. He's just okay. Yeah, fine. Um, uh, another thing is, man, they the the backup running back when Najee is not out there, it's like it is. It's a Benny Snell and Caleb Balage just ain't it. Um, well, I thought Benny closed the game a lot better. That one drop that he had, horrendous. But I thought when uh, he had to close the game a little bit there at the end, when Najee was dealing with the cramps, uh, I thought he did all right. I mean, he could have done better, but, I mean, he came he came a nose hair away from getting a first down that doesn't give the Broncos the ball back. So uh, I think he – I don't want to see him out on any more routes because I don't remember the last time he caught a pass, uh, and I, I, I don't see another one coming in the future. But I, I think as long as he's running between the tackles, I think he can be all right. And I don't want him trying to juke people. Bro, you're not juking no. anybody. Bowl everybody down. Exactly. And, and if they bring you down, fight for the next two or three yards that you can. Najee's Najee knows yards, that. Man. Yeah. I want to see Anthony McFarlane do something. Isn't he hurt? He is hurt. He's Hopefully on the way he comes back. back soon. Yeah, he's on the way back. It won't be long. I want to see, see that as an interesting one-two punch. But, but yeah. Well, yeah. that's a guy that's got to learn to get north and south and make people miss too. Uh, you know, we've seen a lot of him in the preseason of you know showing the speed, but then not making anybody miss. And then it's like, well, you know, isn't this what you're supposed to be really good at? Yeah. Uh, so, mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's, I, I, I think that if you got to give Najee a breather, it's really just on passing downs where the where the running back is responsibility is to pass block, because then you can just bring Balaj in and let him do that. Uh, and then, you know, theoretically on short yardage situations where Najee's not available, not available, not, not just taking a breather, but not available. I'm okay with Snell and Bellage in those situations. Uh, and I do want to see McFarlane get those opportunities in the passing game, but not at the expense of Najee Harris. Like I know it sounds like kind of selfish because dude can only play so many snaps but he is so much better than those three at every single thing that it is really, really hard to turn around and be like, yeah, here you go. This isn't Nick Chubb and right. And Kareem hunt. Yeah. And Kareem yeah. hunt. It, it, it gets, it gets money. When money you look past the only time. And they know that. And they, and they want to play. I mean, they want to, they want to run the wheels off of Najee and, and, and they want to play him all the time, but there are times when he needs a rest in, or he gets cramps or whatever. I mean, thank goodness that was just cramps and you know, you need to put someone else in. How about Derek Watt, Derek <laughs> Watt, come on. Well, I mean, Najee's 24. Like you only get a rookie contract with him, like run him into the ground. Like I love Najee. Okay. But his best football seasons are the the next two years and everything he did at Alabama. <laughs> and as a running back, he's just going to have to live with that. If I'm wrong, because and he goes on to have a fantastic 10-year career, which is something that, you know, they kept saying on the broadcast is, oh, for the next 10 years, they're going to love Najee. Dude, in 10 years, he's going to be 34. He is not going to be doing these same things. Uh, so run him into the ground. 
he's a three down back. Let him be a three down back. Your Super Bowl window ain't that big to be worrying about his longevity. <laughs> if he has a 10 year career, half of that ain't going to be with the Steelers. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's going to be a second contract. It's going to be five years here and then it's going to be a year in every other place. Yeah. Yeah. I hope I'm wrong on that. I hope he's here for the next 15 years, but that's just not the way of the running back anymore. Yeah. No, he's just, he's just such a, he's just such a great guy. He's just, he's a great interview. Anytime they, they interview him, it's, 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 it's the, it's, it's awesome thing. He, uh, he, uh, he has a bit of a potty mouth, but that's okay. (laughs) Bro, you wonder why at Alabama, like we never got to hear from him like almost ever. Oh really? Yeah. Is that not a thing in, in Alabama? Do they not let the players talk? No. Ah. Oh. <laughs> uh. No, we talked to uh, a week, but when he was here, he very rarely talked to the media. So it was—it's kind of funny that you know now he's always in the media and he's always got something incredible to say like it, you know we lost two games in 2019 like we've seen criticism here at alabama we're not immune to it <laughs> right i love that did he say something like yeah Stephen a smith says crap about me or something <laughs> like that <Yeah. laughs> Stephen a smith says crap about everybody that's hey, yeah that, um, that was kind of that was the kind of easy content that that you know lets me meet my writing goals i like that <laughs> <laughs> that makes you don't have to fish for a story when it's right, right. there. <laughs> um, said, "Here you go." <laughs> yeah, um, it's just it's just funny when players say, "Oh, well, I don't, I don't hear the criticism, or I don't, I don't pay attention to it." Like they pay attention to all of it. Either yeah. they pay attention to it, or somebody pays attention to it for them and tells them what people are saying. They especially Ben. Ben knows everything. By the way, oh my God, yes. Okay, okay. I I need to have a personal conversation with Ben. I'm sorry. He he unfollowed me on Twitter. I'm very sorry. I said some things. I'm ve- I'm sorry. Please forgive <laughs> oh, me. No. And please please follow me back. I miss our friendship. <laughs> Wait, there actually so there actually was a friendship, believe it or not, and. I'm sorry. I understand. Oh, I said some things, but I'm sorry. Okay, that's all. Please forgive I'm, me. I mean, I will send flowers. When you're washed, you're washed, right? Hey, yeah. how dare you say that? He's wonderful. I'm, I'm playing. <laughs> and Listen, now the defense no, begins. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm just playing. Uh, yeah, like like we said earlier, I, if he can... Right. If the offense doesn't have to live and breathe through him throwing the ball 45 times, and it's not a criticism on him, it just it deteriorates the offense. If he can, you know, if he can be okay with getting under center, allowing Matt Canada to run the motions that he runs, and handing the ball off to Najee 24 times a game, this offense is better for it. It's not because it's taking the ball out of his hands, it's because of the structure of the offense is working at that point. Exactly. You cannot have him just going back there and winging it 50 times, but, but he is still, he still, he still provides something. He still has a bit of it. He made some really good throws and that that touchdown to chase Claypool. Damn. That was a good throw. And I know we haven't seen it and we haven't had the opportunities, but if the offense is doing what it did, you know, against Denver, and it starts to rack that up a couple of times, 
first of all, you're in a playoff situation, a situation to go to the playoffs, which is more than enough than what, what we can ask for this team. Uh, but then you get into the space of, do you trust Ben Roethlisberger to lead this team if he's down by four with a minute and a half to go? Yeah. And I absolutely do. Oh, if yeah. for the ten, if for the first 10, 11, 12 games of the season, he didn't throw the ball 50 times a, a game. And so, again, let the offense do what the offense is designed to do because I think Matt Canada's offense works really, really well. I think he is divulged away from the things that got him in, into so much trouble in his college career and adapted more things from, like, the things that Sean McVay does with his motions and those sorts of things that can make the offense very, very efficient if – if Ben can get out of his own way and out of his own ego, throwing the ball 45 times a game, Pittsburgh's way better for it. Yeah, I agree. I think Ben's a smart enough football player to know he's not going to be able to do the things he did in the prime of his career. He's just not from a physical standpoint. I saw a picture of him after the, after the Denver game, he's got like ice bags on all his joints and like, yeah, I get that. You're like a 40 year old quarterback. That's understandable who got hit a lot. So, yeah, I think just running Najee does so much for your offense, especially if it's successful. It gets you easy first down, sets up the play action, controls the clock, keeps your defense rested. It just it, it just kind of snowballs on itself in positive ways. So, absolutely, especially since Najee kind of put the league on notice this week. 120-some-odd yards, touchdown, and he looks still looks good in the passing game. I think he leads all rookies in – passes caught or something like that. Some weird statistic that why is a running back leading the rookies in passing? Um, but yeah. That, run that one game, he broke a record for targets or something like that or, or receptions by a running back. It was, yeah, he had 14 receptions in one game. That's yeah. stupid for a running back. Yeah. I mean, but he's good. He's good at that though. So that's, that's the versatility he brings. It's why I don't think if they can avoid <laughs> it, he will ever leave the field. Never relinquish an opportunity to crap on Jalen Samuels. You remember that time that he had nine catches for 100 yards and it yes. didn't matter? Was that, was that <laughs> during the, the Duck Mason era? I think it was. I think it was. Probably yeah, I think that's, like, 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 that's literally all they could do. I mean, I think, I think, I mean. Oh, Duck Hodges. He had like nine catches for like 60 yards or something like that. Jalen Samuels is a better quarterback than he is a running back. But anyway, he's not a good quarterback. (laughs) (laughs) Did anyone pick him up? I don't think so. He's on a practice squad. On on the Steelers practice practice squad. Oh, that's right. Last I heard. Last I checked. And I don't remember him ever getting cut. I thought he, yeah, oh, he's still yeah. on there. Wow. Okay. Okay. So, so there's still hope for a Jalen Samuels comeback this season if our running backs go down. Hope. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to put that curse on you, Jacob. It's like <laughs> the Jalen Samuels, like like the Undertaker, just coming, coming from the dead or something like that. Just sits I, up I, out of the coffin. I'd rather Benny Snell be the three down back. <laughs> yeah, I think we. I think we all would. Yeah. Um, All right, guys. Awesome. Great talk. Thank you very much. Yeah. yeah love deal. doing this. Yeah. And one more time, Ben, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm really, I'm sorry. I, I, I deserve it. I said some things, but I'm please. Apologies please, from the donor. Take me back. Oh, also, uh, Barack Obama, please follow me. I don't know what I did to you, but, but you used <laughs> to follow me and, 
and now you don't follow me anymore. So please, please also follow me, Barack Obama. Okay. <laughs> that's it. So random. Love it. Twitter is my life. I'm sorry. That's that's <laughs> I, I, that's you know, I, I I need I need these stupid interactions and these followers. I need for to me to validate my life. So please, please, famous people follow me. <laughs> At least it's not TikTok. <laughs> we are never doing a TikTok. We are never doing a coordinated dance. That is never happening. On hey, if we win the Super Bowl somehow this year, I am down for a TikTok celebration dance. <laughs> I'm also confident that's not going to okay. happen. So. <laughs> okay. Wait, if we win the Super Bowl or if we just go to the Super Bowl, are we doing a Super Bowl dance before? this or or are we doing it after like a celebration i don't know i didn't really give it that much thought i don't even know what tiktok (laughs) dances are are right now i know juju does them but i i'm not on tiktok i don't even know what was said but but apparently people are like oh now that he's hurt he can do his tiktok dances like if you're if you're ripping on a injured player screw you i don't care what yeah. i know i know it's popular to, Dude, to... like a lot of people don't understand is that he makes money off of tiktok makes money off of the endorsements that he gets for doing the certain tiktoks mm-hmm. like he's just a player making money in a way that you know a lot of people aren't used to or comfortable with and i just let yeah, the it's dude a be lot of the older generation too the older generation that doesn't do this technology and is like, oh, just focus on the game. You don't need to be doing all that extra stuff. Let the guy have fun. He's playing a game for a living. Like, that he's doing his jobs. Let him, let him do what he wants. It, not like it, offending anybody. It drives me crazy. It's like, oh, yeah, this should be like those older players. They never they never got into trouble. They never did anything. Like, are you kidding? They were, they were out in bars. They were partying. They were doing all kinds of crap. You think they just sat at home and stared at a wall or stared at their playbook the whole time? Bro, there cameras we, on every cell phone to take exactly. video. Exactly. <laughs> we just didn't know about it because there weren't any cameras. My goodness. Yeah. The, the, the worship pedestal that, that a lot of fans put players on is it's unreal. Like the, the naivety that it takes to believe that it – that that to believe that Jack Ham wasn't an asshole, you know, like, come on, like you just have to like be real with yourself for five seconds and just understand he was a really good football player on the team that you just so happened to like. He could have very well played somewhere else, and you would have hated his guts. Like everything's circumstantial, but taking everything so seriously and just root on the black and gold and get on with your life. <laughs> yeah. I forget which one of the Steelers was, but he literally took a gun and was shooting at helicopters. What? Not exactly. That yeah. sounds like a uh uh what 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 was his name? You you mentioned him earlier. Guy that shot himself in the Plaxico. It sounds like oh, a Plaxico. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of shooting at the ground, he was shooting in the air. Yeah. Yeah. At least Juju's not sending racist emails out. Oh how about that. <laughs> My goodness. Oh. It always be worse, but you know we we choose to complain about the little things. Interesting what interesting what those people will complain about with Juju, and then they turn around and defend J- John Gruden. Interesting. Oh yeah, they're just trying to cancel him. Hmm. I hmm. wonder what the what the uh, what the determination is here. Hmm. Well, everybody's so sensitive nowadays. It's like, yeah, that goes, but that knife cuts both ways, guys. Oh. Yeah, I, I bro, know. <laughs> there is a about... difference. 
there's a difference between hey back back then we used to say some things and just being a racist racist homophobic a-hole there's a difference what's really funny uh one of the traditions here at alabama is we'll play the song dixieland delight by alabama uh in the fourth quarter and uh well in in between some of the 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 verses will have little chants so uh so basically it's like uh now i'm forgetting all the words of the song but at one point uh you you scream out it used to be beat auburn now it's f auburn okay and so it got banned at one point because in each one of those little interludes the student section very loudly said f auburn for each and every one and uh so they banned it for a little while and it came back and they put now before uh when that part of the song happens they put in big bold letters on all four of the screens inside bryant denny stadium beat auburn and they pipe in crowd noise saying oh, beat auburn sedang. and it's terrible <laughs> and we had a columnist for one of our newspapers here in tuscaloosa uh, went on a tirade about students saying the F word in this song. And it's like, you're the kind of guy that would defend John Gruden. Oh, <laughs> you no. know, like you're the kind of guy that calls us all soft and pansies, but then you get really offended by the F word. You're mm. funny. <laughs> yeah. Are they, are, is, is, is Alabama losing their mind? Cause they lost the game. Because uh, they're not going to be undefeated champions. There's that certain sector of the fan base. Yeah, there's that certain sector of the fan base that just can't stand to lose uh, and is oblivious to the fact that of the six national championships they've won with Nick Saban, only two of them have been undefeated. Uh, the first one and the most recent one, all the other times in between, they've lost 24 games with Nick Saban, which is stupid in the fact that he's been here for 15 years and six of those came in the first year. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. The I, expectation is perfection, and it's not realistic. So they really can't be pleased. You know what? Kind of Enjoy the ride. <laughs> and you know, I was, I, I want like to complain that college football is more predictable than than baseball because it's in baseball, it's like only the rich teams win, except for Tampa Bay. But in in, in college football, it's always the same four teams. It's always Alabama, Oklahoma, Clemson and notre dame or some some crap like that and but not this year (laughs) yeah but clemson ohio state and alabama have all dropped games oklahoma's due to do it at any moment pitts on the way is slinging it (laughs) yeah yeah um but you just have to appreciate. I think Nick Saban is maybe the gr- the second greatest coach of this generation. And the only reason why he failed in the NFL. I just want to see Boise State get one ball. What's that? Never mind. <laughs> uh, the only reason that Nick Saban failed in the NFL is because he had a chance to get Drew Brees and his medical people said, Nah, Drew Brees, his, his shoulder screwed up. He'll, he's no good. Go get Dante Culpepper. If yeah. Drew Brees had a, a good quarterback, I mean, if, if Nick Saban had a good quarterback with the Dolphins, he would be, he would be like, like it, it, it would be really good. It would be really interesting between 
uh, the, the Nick Saban and Bill Belichick in the same division yeah. with with really good quarterbacks. Because Nick I think, wouldn't have Nick would not have come to Alabama because he didn't he didn't want to. No, but they couldn't no. figure out the the quarterback position, and you know, that's at it. some point you're like, what do I do? And they that's, kind that's of it. persuaded him or persuaded his wife, which you know, kind of turned into the whole thing. Uh, but do you mean no. just overall football coach second? Second, like behind Bill Belichick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think he's. I think I can he's, accept I think that. He's amazing. I think he's. I think he's amazing. I think yeah. he's. You know, it's like, oh, Alabama wins all the time. They have an amazing organization. They have great players, and it all starts with him. And I think he's. Yeah. I think he's amazing. Well, and there's also the perception on on Saban, you know, that that he that he's an ass, and he is. Like he he can he, he's he's pretty tall uh intolerant, but uh you know his players love him. And that's why he's able to continue the success. His players know that he loves them, and then he know, and they know that he's going to do what's necessary for them to be able to create the value for themselves to be able to get to the NFL and then be successful in the NFL. And that's why he's able to keep this juggernaut going, uh, even well past the point of him being a fixture and what the game plan is. You know, I don't know if it's I, I don't I, I forget what the stat was. It was either rookie wide receiver leaders or just wide receiver leaders in general, but like all of them were Alabama wide receivers. Um, it's, 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 it's a, I mean, look, you know, look at Najee. Najee was a polished product coming out of college. That is, you know, from day one was ready to step into the NFL and not miss a beat. Yeah. And that's and Devonta Smith is actually doing well out here in Philly. With oh yeah. Some, he is some subpar some subpar offensive calls and some spotty quarterback play from Jalen Hurts, but I think they'll get it figured out. They've got bad coaches in Philly. That's their whole problem. They've got some good players. They got bad coaches. And unfortunately, that's generally what happens to Philly. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. 